Today's show is brought to you by Casper. Get $50 toward any mattress purchase by visiting casper.com slash biggest and using promo code biggest. Welcome to The Biggest Problem in the Universe, the show where we discuss every problem in the universe from dirty boxers to the Oscars with over 5 million downloads. This is the only show where you decide what should or shouldn't be on the big list of problems. I'm Maddox with me is Dick. Hey, what's up, buddy? And Sean, our audio engineer, and joining us again is Asterios. Welcome back, gentlemen. Welcome back, everyone. Thanks for having me. Yeah, episode 94. We didn't, we've never done the Oscars, have we? Nope. No. We did Being Black, though. Yeah, I mean, we basically covered everything that's wrong with the Oscars. We, we got <laughs> and their offensive racism. How dare they not celebrate black people for making stupid movies? <laughs> how, how dare they leave out minorities for making a bunch of pretend horse shit that no one should care about? Dick, you were so close. You oh, were so close. Nice to... little statue. Oh well, my! Not enough black people got this worthless statue of a gold butt plug. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah, you came asymptotically close. To having any kind of empathy in that last episode of the problem of being black, and then just blew it all, blew it all in the oh, intro. Man, fuck people and their awards. Yeah. Fuck your awards. Who cares? I could go on a rant about the Oscars. The Oscars so white. All this horse shit. Uh, yeah, I, I'm sorry there weren't more African Americans in The Revenant. Uh, yeah, <laughs> in the 1830s. Yeah, in the 1830s. Yeah. I'm sorry. This movie about this period piece where there. Uh, I'm sorry there weren't more black people in The Danish Girl. The Danish yeah. girl. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I'm sorry, guys. And uh, you know what? Look at the numbers. Look at the statistics. The number of black people who've won Oscars is 17% higher yeah. than the percentage of black people yeah. in our population. What are you complaining about? Oh, yeah. We went two years in a row without black, people's, <laughs> black people winning Oscars. Holy shit. Let's, let's all fucking end everything. It's a fucking clan uh, uh, rally up in the Oscars. Yeah. Yeah. How many, how many Armenians have won Oscars? Zero. Zero. <laughs> Where's the rally? Where's the yeah. rally? Yeah. I mean, it's an entire industry that's built on and it, its only function is to get attention for itself, right? All movies are designed to capture your attention. The entire industry is built on getting your attention and they're complaining about something. Why does anyone take it seriously? That's all, that's literally all they do. Well, it's the industry giving itself awards. Yeah. 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 Well, all right. Fuck the Oscars, obviously, no matter what. Yeah. Like, but I mean, come on. Don't you guys think that we deserve like more awesome black characters in movies? Like more awesome black heroes? I think about like a little kid in the 80s, like going to the movies. Like I think about like a little black kid going to the movies in the 80s and like all of the best heroes and all the coolest dudes are white, which is why I was like super into the new Star Wars movie because it like has a really cool, really funny black guy as the lead. You thought he was funny? Yeah, you didn't think he was funny? I know, I, I thought did. he was a dead fish. Well, yeah, you, hated, he was, you hated the I entire hated movie. Of it. Exactly. Yeah. Look, he could I have been he, Chinese. He would have hated the guy. He had yeah. good chemistry with the with the lead. I I guess I thought he was small for the screen. I don't think he was a hero. Yeah, I, look, I didn't. Look, I didn't buy him as being big enough, and I don't think you care about him enough. Look, now, let me I, say this. On sorry, go go ahead. I'll add it afterwards. Look, man. Uh, ideally. Yes, we would have representation. I like yes, the voice you're using. We have yeah. right yeah. condescending. We have. Yeah, I know. I know. It's like you're making the jerk off hand uh, with your voice. That's what I'm doing. I know that's what you're doing. <laughs> right in everyone's ears right now. But listen, man. Just, like, I yeah, I like this. You, you, no, no, let me finish this point. Right. Let me finish this point. Okay. Yeah, I 
ideally, down. ideally, we would have representation. Okay, we have every movie has one trans person and like three gay guys and like you know thirteen black guys. Like ideally, and the white guy's the bad guy. <laughs> he's a rich, and they're all they're all Donald Trump. It's just a, a white man playing Donald Trump, and he's the bad guy in every movie Always. with a British accent. Yes, with a British. You know, accent. You have okay. to have the British right. accent for the villain, the look, white look, villain. Look, look, guys, no one's arguing against that. I, I don't. Yeah, I want, I want my that. film and I want my media sometimes to represent uh, real life, right? Sometimes, but the, here's the reality of the situation: these people are in show business. These people, Maddox, these people. people. I'm talking about the producers, the studios. They are in business to make money. They're not going to cast uh, some Joe Schmo just to like fill a quota, some imaginary quota. They want to make dollars, and they know Christian Bale can ha- can bring a return on on their investment that's all they care about this does not this has nothing to do with race nothing to do with gender nothing to do with sexuality it's just investors putting money into a project that they want to see a return on period that's it they don't give a fuck about race or anything else they're just looking to make money that's why tyler perry exists he's just never going to win any oscars he's making tons of money he's yeah that's what mo- i'm saying yeah I, Look, let me say this. Sure. You're talking about um, growing up being a kid and seeing a a black hero. For Okay, first of all, one of the greatest black heroes ever that you're overlooking is Zeke from No Holds Barred. Oh, I thought you were going to say Shaft. I, I mean, what what gets better than that? That, Are, that guy was a behemoth. He beat <laughs> the hell out of Hulk Hogan. It doesn't get any more powerful than didn't that. Didn't Hulk Hogan win in the end? Doesn't matter. Doesn't of course matter. it matters. It doesn't matter. I'm just, look. I don't think that there, I don't think you, like, I don't think when you make a movie, you should pull out a checklist and be like, do we have a this? Do we have a that? Do we have a this? But it's like, I don't know. I just think that in general, like, name some of the coolest black movie heroes you can think of right now. Shaft. Okay, keep going. Samuel L. Jackson. In, in what? Anything. Pulp Fiction. In anything, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, no, yeah Jackson, keep going. Yeah. Um, Ollie G. That's a white guy. Oh. Pretending to be black. <laughs> Look, I can think of Axel. I can Rames. think of Axel F. Bing uh, Axel Foley. Everything Rames in what? In uh, uh, Dawn of the Dead. Okay, what's Lando that character? In Predator. What about in Predator? Yeah. Okay, what's that character's name? I don't remember. In what? Yeah, in exa- Predator? Yeah. It's but Dylan. Dylan. Okay. You son of a bitch. Yeah, it's I'm Dylan, you son of a bitch. I'm asking you guys. <laughs> well, right. Everyone knows what his name is. It's right, now, now let's name our favorite white hero. I can't think of one. I can't think of one. No, 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 <laughs> All right. You got any comments? How do we do? How do we do? Hey, How do yeah. we do? Spe- speaking of uh, speaking of checklists, speaking guys. of black people getting the shaft. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Biggest problem in the universe from last week was being black. All right. Huh? There we go. Big problem, as we proved it at the intro to this show. Completely destroyed the goodwill we built. Not a huge problem, though. No. It, it didn't it was, out. Um, yeah, in, in the medium range of problems. Yeah. Uh, followed by Google delegators. Yeah. Uh, and then wallets got trounced. Nobody yeah. thought wallets was a problem, apparently. In fact, you guys think it's a solution, so fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's literally a solution. To what? What Having problem? a bunch of, like, loose money and cards and shit in your pockets like a child. Like you're, lost, you're pulling out, like, Sorry. a slingshot and marbles no. when you go to the bar. Like, it's just a nice little compact... Thing uh, no. to you, keep all of your important documents and cash. Call it a purse. Dick. I lost my ID last <laughs> night because I didn't bring my wallet with me. I was going dancing last night and I was like, I don't want to have a big, thick wallet. Oh, I mean, 
That what? sounds like a horror. What were you dancing? You were going what were you dancing? dancing? What are you talking about? You guys don't. I went to like a club. I went to go dancing. Really? What are, what are you going to the discotheque? Where are you, where are you Why are you guys dance? treating me like on? I'm an asshole for doing something that people have been doing for entertainment <laughs> for hundreds of years? You live in Los Angeles. Do you know how many? You can throw a rock and hit a bar where there's dancing right now. Just because you guys don't dance. Don't get. Are you the one that starts the dancing at weddings? No, no, don't change uh, the, yeah, don't change yeah, the yeah. subject. We're not changing the We're subject. We're not changing the subject. Where, <laughs> did you go to dancing? Like, no. Did you I've go to like a disco? Both. I went. It was. Uh, I went to the Echoplex. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. To so dance. That place is cool. To, dan- to go dance with some ladies. I've seen you both dancing at weddings. Yeah, but That's we a have lie. a genetic defect. Yeah. Where I'm Mexican, is uh, Middle Eastern. We need to Armenian. dance. You guys, Armenian, I'm Greek. What do you think we do all day? Yeah, we fucking no dance shit. around in a circle. We break plates. Anyway, long story short. I didn't bring my wallet because I was like, I don't want to have this big fucking thing in, in, in my pocket. Uh, and uh, yeah, I lost my ID and I have a flight on Tuesday. Oh. And so now I have to like run down to the DMV tomorrow like and, and be like, can you please just give me a fucking driver's license so I can go on this goddamn airplane? Say it like that. See, how, <laughs> see what see what you get. You don't just have a fun. passport. You're Greek. You have a passport. You have a passport. My passport's expired. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, that's so true. So while it would have been a big solution. That's what for I'm you. saying. It would have been nice to have a while. I, see, I was an is, asshole. This is what I was saying. Like I agree with all of your academic points about how wallets are bad, but in practice, we have a man here who's just lost his ID wait, and is now fucked. Wait a second, Asterius. You lost just your ID. I'm more concerned about him dancing. <laughs> You lost your ID, right? I lost my ID, $21, and a debit card. And a debit card. So, so Yeah, because I wrapped them all up and shoved them in my pocket. Oh, that, uh. that's a wallet. That's the that's exactly oh. the point I was that you should avoid having a wallet for it because you'll lose everything in one shot. Uh. I never lose everything. In fact, I never lose anything. Okay. Maybe you don't dance as hard as Asterios. Yeah, that's yeah. that's your problem. Hey, guys, you just re- stand there sticking your fingers up in the air like you're <laughs> Like you're trying to pull tinsel off the ceiling. That's not how I I dance, asshole. I dance like a breakdancing breakdancing badass. That's how I dance. Shit really really flies out of your pocket when you're doing the worm. Yeah, Yeah. Sean. And it's cool as shit. I get laid like a motherfucker. Mm. By the the floor. your head with getting laid like a motherfucker. (laughs) I got some comments. John John Costanzo. Congrats, guys, on almost almost making it 100 episodes without saying the (laughs) N-word. Pretty good. Better look. Next time, uh, well, Tom a, bl- Lund, a black guy said it. Uh, that's racist. Yeah, you're racist, Sean. You're <laughs> Did you racist. hear what I said the last episode? Tom yeah, Lund, I got all the red cards. Tom Lund says Maddox's problem was basically a life hack. You'll never carry a wallet again after you do this. Was it kind of a life hack? No, it wasn't. I, I guess I don't know. I mean, look here. Here's the thing. Before <laughs> before life hacks were a thing, these were just like, hey guys, I got a good idea. Here's yeah. the thing I do, and it's okay. pretty awesome, and it solves this problem. Now everything's a fucking life hack with a stupid clickbait title. Okay, pisses me off. Everything's ruined. Um, <laughs> I got a comment from Gina CM. She says Denzel sounds like a smooth black Kermit the Frog. <laughs> I saw that. I saw that too. Yeah. Does he? Uh, Does he sound like Kermit the Frog? Um, nah. Like, hey, I don't Ms. think so. Hey, Miss Piggy. Hey, <laughs> bring that bacon over here. <laughs> Does he sound like that? That is the worst Kermit I've ever. Yeah, heard. yeah but he's a black Kermit. Oh, okay. I oh like then that's the best black Kermit. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, hey, uh, just a real quick conclusion. A couple episodes back, I brought in crickets as a problem, which you guys have no idea how much this fucking cricket has been tormenting me. Uh. Finally, came to an exciting conclusion. I caught the fucker, and uh, I may or may not have eaten it. Uh, I made a YouTube video about it. So it's finally, I finally caught the cricket that was tormenting me. 
Oh man, this is this is the this is the state of creation on the internet. A man what? eating a cricket <laughs> may or may not have eaten a cricket. Tune in to find that. out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why am I shitting on the Oscars? At least they're trying to elevate yeah. you. Making videos of maybe or may not eating crickets. I should YouTube. get an Oscar. I <laughs> should get all the Oscars. Look, Leonardo DiCaprio didn't actually get raped by that bear. He actually ate the cricket. I think maybe, your maybe. video is better than The Revenant. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> yeah, I actually suffered. Leonardo DiCaprio ate crafty every day in between for his lunch breaks. Okay. I ate a uh, fucking dead insect. Yeah. Uh, maybe, potentially. Better than the Oscars. Allegedly. <laughs> Allegedly. Crafty. Perhaps. Crafty. So inside. Such an inside reference. Yeah. Some crafty. Yeah. Yeah. I got some voicemails here. There, you know, we bring in a problem like being black and what are all the voicemails about? Being white. Wallets. Oh, what? <laughs> wallets. Hi, guys. I'm Maddox, and this is how I talk. No. Don't bring a wallet with you. It's too bulky. It takes up too much room. Instead, bring three fucking wallets with you <laughs> in case idiot. you get mugged three fucking <sighs> times. Such it's way more moron. convenient. <laughs> yeah. Stupid, great day. stupid redneck son said, of a though. bitch, you dumb shit. Listen, uh, first of all... Uh, <laughs> Uh, Denzel's like, well, uh, what if you get mugged a third time or yeah. a fourth time? It's like, hey, Denzel, what if you get mugged once? Then you still don't have a wallet. And if you get mugged again in between the time it takes for you to get home, then you're out of fucking luck. What can I say? I don't know, man. I bring a fake wallet with me sometimes if I'm going to <laughs> dangerous areas. That's it. I don't walk around with like multiple fake wallets on me, you morons. I, it's like <laughs> you, you only bring it when you need it. It's like an umbrella. Does the Does your fake wallet have like fake money in it that's just like <laughs> like you, a joke yeah, like, like, like you, you holding up a dick at the viewer that's like you got fucked with these Maddox bucks <laughs> holy <laughs> holy shit Asterius that is brilliant I'm going to stop putting real money in there and start putting fake money that's in exa- there you should put a single dollar bill in the yeah. front yeah. and then the rest of it should be Maddox bucks Maddox bucks it has like pictures of other people's families in it <laughs> I, I, I actually really hope I have, that those yeah. Maddox bucks cost more to print than the money <laughs> <laughs> Mad would not put well, don't forget you. about the sunk time. Yeah, okay, I'm going to put Mad Bucks one. in there. That's awesome. Hey, guys. Uh, Maddox made a lot of good points in regards to the whole wallet situation. Thank you. Um, you know, they can be bulky and all that. But what he forgot to mention was how much of a fucking child you look like <sighs> when you go to a bar and you pull a pocket true. of loose shit out. Don't. You trying to be a around for that right card. Or if you have cash, just a pocket of change and cash like Dumb a fucking shit. asshole. I don't carry six change years old, dude. You know what looks fucking sweet? When I come up to the bar and I pull up my $160 Giorgio Armani wallet straight from Italy. Whoa, fucking chick, I love that. Some brand dropping there. Oh, yeah, chicks love that. Whoa, is that a Giorgio Armani? <laughs> Wait Stupid. a minute. Are you saying that chicks don't act like that and don't love that? Because they definitely do. They do, yeah. but they're not going to know shit about they're a not wallet. Gonna, yeah, they're not going to recognize that no more. But wallet. if it says Giorgio Armani on it, see, brands I exist wallets so chi- were purses. Chicks know everything about purses. And they, they know everything uh, about brands. Brands yeah. exist so that chicks know you've got money. Yep. Now, here's the thing. If you need to rely on your flashy bullshit to get laid. Which I do. You're, you're, yeah, which everyone does. Don't act like you're, you're above it. No. You wear t-shirts with your own face to show how famous <laughs> you are. Are Pretty you kidding cool. me? Pretty cool. You're like Fave a Flav with a copy of your book on a necklace at all times that says bestseller me. Yeah, I so. do have that. I do. Uh, to, to, to be fair, you know, to your credit, point to dick. Um, yeah, he First does. One. I do actually have that. Okay, here's um, 
here's a, this is a serious a serious voicemail. Okay. Uh, this is a, going back to the black problem. Mm-hmm. Very serious one. Yeah. Uh, it really touched me. Yo, um, so I'm just adding to a problem that uh, Denzel was talking about, about being black. Um, so I have this problem, I'll say, being black but having an average size dick. Huh. You know, so, you know, I like to fuck white women and everything, but... Okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. I mean, when everyone does. does. They're yeah. the best. But they, white women. Like, I guess they expect that you have some, like, 10, 11-inch fucking... Meat hammer. Hockey puck, thick dick and shit, and then, well, I, and then they see it, and they're like, oh, so... Mostly. You have this fucking 6-inch fucking tall paper roll, and I'm like... Bitch, like that's what if you expect that shit from seeing all the fucking porn and shit and seeing roots and shit. I guess fuck. It's like being a <laughs> I fucking didn't, I Asian roots. kid. It's Is not that smart. Part of it? Man. Yeah, there's a so really like, graphic oh, section. Can you help me with this calculus? And you're like, did it win an Oscar? I pass the well, it was roots? a t- it was a, it won Emmys, multiple Emmys. Oh, okay. Yep. Yeah. Well, I love the podcast. Just heard of it two weeks ago. It's funny shit. I like it. All right. Yeah, There you go. More perspective from cool. the other side. Yeah, not all stereotypes are true, people. I mean, imagine that. Imagine what you're you're taking your underpants off, mm-hmm. and the chick's expecting you to have, as he says, a hockey puck, a ten inch hockey puck swinging between your legs, <laughs> yep. and you've got a, a an above a merely an above average size penis. It's a very stubby dick if you have a hockey puck dick. It's very stubby. Don't he you was, think he was describing the circumference, though? Yeah, if oh, you coiled it up like a snake. But That's even, what he was describing. Then, people use like a Coke can as more of a, a as more of a thing for circumference. I've heard Coke can before. I've heard tube of toothpaste. You don't know pencils. how the African American community works, and it's sort of offensive for you to assume you <laughs> yeah, do. It is. Sorry, sorry for making uh, presumptions about how they describe their cocks. All right, uh, I got uh, I got one more voicemail um, from a from a friend of the show. Yo, Madoff. Fuck, fuck Tim Chang. I heard what you said, man. You said I'm not a real DJ. No. Come on, fam. Why you gotta say that? I'm not your family. I don't know what that means. I am a real DJ. Wrong. Have you heard this before? (laughs) Tim (laughs) Chase. It's all he's got. Why you do this to me? I'm your friend. If you and I gonna have beef, then you better bring the broccoli. What? Because beef and broccoli dope as fuck. What am I gonna bring? I'm gonna bring a problem. That's right to your podcast. (laughs) No. (laughs) My problem is... Why? Why, Madoff? Pauses. Yeah. Why you problem. stop being my friend? Oh, that's what Tim, 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 Ch- Tim Chang's uh, horseshit, which, by the way, he just posted a video. He stole some footage from me. He didn't get my permission. He came over to my house and knocked on my door, to, uh, like, ambush style. I was like, hey, Ma- uh, Maddox, or he calls me Madoff because he doesn't even understand names. And he, he just stole some footage from me and put it in some video with, him, with uh, me and Tom Middleditch. Middle Ditch? Middle Ditch. Middle Ditch. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the from, guy from uh, Silicon uh, Valley. Yeah. Yeah. Total bullshit. I don't know. Um, all right. I got a bunch of songs, but we'll, we'll listen to them later. Do we want to start with some problems? Let's do you it. Okay. Dick, why don't you start us off? Yeah. My problem is adults living with their parents. Okay. Well, hold on. So is this... Oh, you disagree already? <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, but is this code for millennials? What do you mean, code for millennials? Because this is a this is a problem. Well, Wait, what do you mean, code? Let's let's. I, I'm sorry. Let's just hear what you want. What you got to say? 
Do you have a pro- if it is millennials? Do you have a problem with that? If it's I don't know. Specifically this has been happening a lot. Yeah, here's the problem. Well, hold on here. I've got. First of all, the stats that you might bring in are wrong. Go um, on. Let me. I'm just going to show you a graph here. This is the percentage of 18 to 34 year olds living with their parents. So this is a this is a graph from 1994 to to presently. Um, that's a worrisome graph. You'll see that it climbs. Pretty steadily from 27% down in the 2005s to 32% now. Mm-hmm. One out of three adults, 18 to 35, 18 to 34, is now living with their parents. Yeah, and that actually, and that actually is, I mean, and that's an American graph. I mean, globally, it's a big problem too. Like, um, you know, there are certain countries where you don't move out of your parents' house until you get married. But yeah, but that's well, yeah, but a, that's that's a cultural. culture thing. Yeah, that's yeah, but cultural. It's also a that's huge a, fucking that's a problem. Culture, then. That's, a, that's a big problem with that. Yeah, like I dated a girl a long time ago who was Iranian and she was like, I have to get married so I can move out of my parents' house. And I was like, oh, I don't want to get married. And she was like, well, then we can date for a little while, but this can't be a long-term thing because I have to get out of my parents' house. And I was like, well, why don't you move out of your parents' house? She's, She's like, got to I get can't. married first. Exactly. Yeah. Well, that was one of the reasons that I found why people aren't living outside of their parents' house because marriage rates are on the decline. Mm-hmm. So it's just, yeah, the... Getting married, of course, you can't live at your parents' house when you're married, can you? Can you? I don't know. I don't know how people live at their parents' house at all. Yeah, yeah they, no, they do. It depends. It's like like Sean was saying. It's cultural. Uh, like in in uh, Middle Eastern, a lot of Middle Eastern countries, even uh, in Germany, I think the Philippines, um, in Italy, the Philippines, yeah, yeah the Filipinos there's, there's, live with their the family stays together a lot of the yeah. Time. Italy is eighty percent. Yeah, of, yeah. A, of uh, young adults, eighty percent of young adults live with their parents. Greece, forty six percent, like a half, right. one out of two. So every you go on, chick goes on a date with a guy. There's a coin flip chance that he lives with his parents. Well, or opposite, or the, dude goes on a date with a chick. He want what are you gonna go back to her parents' house to fuck her? You can't. It's impossible. Now, Dick. Do the years on that graph coincide with uh, the these nuts? The, That's no. what they coincide. Do they coincide? <laughs> do with they the coincide crash? with the recession? So they they. They rise well. They start rising dramatically in 2006, and then after okay, the recession before. subsides, they don't go back down. Okay. So I think it's got a lot more to more than just the recession to do with it. Like I think it's a big cultural shift, like you're talking about. Also, the, but in America, well, in America, in the, America, the yeah. college degree means a lot less than it did like 10 or 15 years ago. Sure. Don't you think that's true? It's kind of raised the bar. Like college, uh, a four year degree is now like the new graduating from high school. Right. Um, so, Dick, this uh, this thing that's this phenomenon that's occurring. I don't really count Greece and Italy and the Mediterranean and all these other countries. Neither does the world. Because <laughs> <laughs> for the, for them, it's cultural and it's something that's been long ingrained. Like, I don't think you're going to find the same type of spike in the uh, in the number of people who are living at home in these other countries because it's always been that way. But what's interesting is these this phenomenon that's occurring in America specifically, and the age range you said is 18 to 34. That is millennials. That is the millennial age, and that's that's one common criticism that millennials get. That's why I asked at the top of this problem: Are you talking about millennials? Just so I have a better frame of reference. Well, that's if you also, don't why saying, do you think the culture matters? Like, yeah, because I I think that does. Me too. Like yeah. I think it's a culture shift happening in the u.s making it more like these other cultures which i got a problem with 
Well, if that's if it's a cultural shift, then I don't have a problem with it because it's just part of our culture, and cultures are largely arbitrary. They're based on tradition and a bunch of a uh, weird uh, horseshit that got passed down from generation to generation. Yeah, don't yeah, you have a problem with that? Suck though. Yeah. We hate all sorts of traditions. We hate female genital mutilation. We hate countries where right. women have to go out dressed up in a fucking garbage bag, like because if someone sees their face, they might go to hell. Like there's we like <laughs> we hate plenty of other cultures. Yeah. like we find. Find them to be oppressive. We we don't. You know, China is an oppressive, anti-democratic regime. We don't like that. Like um, the idea that you can be thirty-five in Italy and you you're still living with your parents. Fifty-fifty. Yeah. Or no, I'm no, sorry. It's 70, 80, yeah, eighty percent. It's eighty twenty. I mean, the idea that you're like you're a thirty-five year old guy living in Italy with your mom and dad, and you're desperate to get married just so you can get the fuck out of there. So you have to dive headfirst into some loveless marriage to get out of your. Pay- it's just, it's a huge bummer. Well, it's serious, but you're, this is your cultural imperialism here because you're basing right. this on your perspective based on your American culture. Like the only, re- the only reason we here sitting in the studio think that this is kind of weird is because we are not used to it. And to the rest of the world, it's very commonplace. I don't think it's a cultural shift in America because that graph is really severe yeah. over a short number of years. I don't yeah. think culture changes that quickly. Well, this graph is also stretched out, so it looks severe. Well, 2006, it's only been 10 years that, uh, over the course, I guess over the course of the decade. I it's mean, an, it's an entire generation. Yeah. Well, it's an no, entire generation a- that are living with their parents with, uh, I mean, what, what are we going to say here? 5% more frequency? That's big because if it keeps going like that, we'll be Italy in 2100, you know, where all, all these kids are living at home because yeah, they got student debt up to their ass. Oh, like, yeah. How Six can figures. they justify living in an apartment? When you can just live at home and chew away at an indigestibly sized student debt, student loan. Yeah. But, but it, it has like a profound effect on your independence and quality. How are you going to bring, how are you going to bang the shit out of a chick at your parents' house? You can't. You can't. Did you see Old School with Will Ferrell? I did. Why? Well, because he lives in his mom's basement and he just kills it. I don't remember that movie. Yeah, he's he crushes yelling, that he, No, he literally yeah. yells for meatloaf. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, oh sounds yeah. like someone else we yeah. yeah. Whatever, you know what the fuck I was talking about. Yeah. Well, like, um, I mean, here's what I have to say about it. It does seem like this is sort of like a bifurcated problem, but I just think that they're both bad. It's like, well, if you think about it, all right, in Europe, perhaps the reason you stay with your parents until whenever is economic, you know, like, in Europe, the government takes a large chunk of your taxes mm. in, in like, you know, and the trade-off is you get a more robust social safety net. You know, I, I think in Sweden, you have a, a guaranteed income of $21,000 a year. As a result, the government takes 75% of your taxes at least, but it's like, you know, it makes your- And a car no- costs 150% more. It, oh, like it, Everything's a, a fortune and, there. And yeah, going out to dinner in Sweden costs a million goddamn dollars. Yeah. But here's the thing, in America, now- like, you know, thanks to income inequality, we are also all making a shitload less money. Only our safety net is not good. So, like, we're getting the worst thing about Europe, which is, like, we're all making less and our money doesn't go as far as it, like, as it otherwise might. But we don't have the benefit, which is like, well, we can still die on the street or starve to death. Like, or, you know, we have to go to the emergency room for all our fucking care. Right. So, 
I guess I guess the the I I don't know what the problem is because there's a false what? equivalency between female genital mutilation, which is a culturally abhorrent practice, and living at home. One one uh, mutilates your vagina and makes you have no sexual sensation. The other one is kind of annoying when you want to bring home a date. So like, you'd a- rather have you'd rather live at home than have your vagina mutilated? Not me. <laughs> I would I would way rather have my vagina mutilated than live at home. So, so Dick, what's the problem? What do you mean, what's the problem? What's the problem with people living at home? It sucks. And I'm not challenging you. I'm actually the extension of of being a child. Infantilism. When I go go home, when I go home, I love my parents, and they're awesome. Like, being at home for me is like a vacation that that no one else in L.A. has, which I think is why everyone in L.A. is such a crazy asshole. Yeah. Because they're stuck here in this hot box of other crazy assholes, not me. Let's be I more normal, out. like Dick. Let's let's all try to be more normalized, like Dick, because you're definitely not a crazy asshole. You should asshole. be so lucky. Yeah. So I go home and have a little little R and R bed and breakfast vacation. But still, when I get there, I part of my brain reverts to when I was like 13 years old, and that's bad. That's bad. All these all these kids are now hopping out of college, going back to live with mom and dad until they're like 30, which is I'll, I'll tell you something else. As you're as a as a young adult, your brain is developing from I think it's what it's white matter to gray matter, whatever it is. The, when the myelin closes, I think it's like age twenty four or something. Yeah, as you as you approach thirty, it's it's still you're still learning. Yeah, you're still habituating your experiences, and it's closing up and it's closing up. By the time you're thirty, you're set. That's yeah. it for the rest of your life. You think you're gonna change? You're gonna hit fifty and go on some. You think you're gonna lose weight at forty five? You're not. <laughs> if you didn't lose it at thirty, you're done. That's that's your body for the rest of your life. So. All of these kids are remaining teenagers forever. You're, they're going to be 80. And because they grew up with mom and dad until they're 30, they're going to be thinking like they're teenagers still. You know, Dick, so when I ask you what the problem is, I'm not challenging. I'm actually just curious what, what, to hear what you think the problem is. Because I don't think that's it. Because um, if this was the case, then countries like Italy and countries like uh, Greece and all these other countries that have this phenomenon where culturally they do live at home – They'd just be a bunch of uh, man children their entire lives, and that's not the case at have all. Have you so been saying, to Europe? I have. It's great. <laughs> so, you're, so you're saying Greece would have big problems if what I'm saying is true? <laughs> Greece, I mean, you know, that's an exception. They have their. Are you talking about their austerity? Wasn't Italy's, so much wasn't Italy's prime minister right caught like fucking a bunch of whores on TV? Yeah, but wasn't our president caught getting a blowjob from an intern? I mean, we're, we're not on tape. Not, <laughs> oh, at, not at like oh, the equivalent everything. of Hugh Hefner's mansion. Uh, Maddox, if you don't mind me saying, like, yeah. I feel like I feel like. You could. I feel like you know why living at home is a problem. Sure, I, yeah. under, I understand. I, can, yeah. I understand you wanting to tease this out for the listener, but like, but like, just playing along for a second. Like, would you rather live at home or would you rather live independently? Independently, of course. Uh, ten out of ten, of course. Then and why? What is your what is your deal with this? Then, well, I'm curious. Why are you defending Italy rather than like throwing these weird arguments? I out just want to hear a satisfying argument because I agree with you. Well, then make one yourself. Well, yeah, then make I'll, one okay, yourself. I'll tell you. I'll tell you personally. I think that unless you are independent and unless you go out into the world. Uh, smooth seas don't make a good sailor, right? What's that expression? Yeah, and, and uh, you know, boats were made to go sailing. They weren't made to stay in harbor. A safe ship helps no one. Yeah, safe ship helps no one. Uh, a stitch a, in time saves nine, guys. <laughs> yeah, right? use the force, Luke. No, but a smooth... Mind a, the gap. Smooth seas, smooth seas don't make a good sailor. You need to... 
uh, become independent and learn the responsibility of taking care of yourself, I think that moving out is an important step in becoming an adult. And the most interesting thing you've said so far to me is is the phenomenon that your brain kind of stops developing, which I don't know. I mean, if that's the case, again, why aren't uh, countries that practice this more culturally, why isn't that more of a phenomenon? And is this really just Why is a, what more of a phenomenon? You just well, use Italy as an example. Why okay, isn't in Italy. what in Italy more of a phenomenon? Well, you're saying if you are, if you have a stunted development uh, psychologically by living at home, yeah. I just don't see that as being the case in Italy. What, would you, what the hell would you possibly measure that by? Well, um, like, what do you know about Italian culture? Or like, I I know very little about being Italian. I can tell you guys one thing about Italian culture that's pretty man childy. Uh, you can call in sick because there's a soccer game on. Yeah, and there's like a huge there's like a huge outbreak of people not going to work in Italy because people are like, oh, I'm sick, and there's a soccer game on. So what they had to do was start hiring doctors to go around to people's houses to make sure that they were actually sick. Oh, sure. Yeah. Where does that come from? Maybe because of eighty percent of them are having their laundry done by mom. Yeah, exactly. Because they're man children. Here's what else I know about Italy. At Oktoberfest during Italian weekend, when all the Italians come in, every single waitress there says tips has an has a button in Italian that says tips please. Because they don't fucking tip. Yeah, Italians don't tip, right? That's terrible. Well, no, because you tipping tip- is an American culture. Yeah, a lot but of you countries should tip these tip. big yeah. titted ladies at Oktoberfest yeah. if I know no one in, else. I know in Costa Rica, I was down there years ago, and they said, if you're going to tip, tip a very little amount because we don't want to get them spoiled. Because American tourists go down and tip yeah. like 20%, and they're like, we don't want them to know. And they start to expect it. I don't. I, I yeah. think tipping is a huge problem. But uh, yeah, so living at home, Dick, I, I agree. I think it, it can... It can inhibit your growth in that you will not get the responsibility. Like I, this is something I've dealt with personally. And one of my friends, one of my friends has a uh, cousin who's lived at home for uh, until he's like 40, 45 years old, something like that. And, no. and would they set see, them up with? Would you set them up with your sister, that person? Uh, no, probably Why? not, because he's he's tried to date, and you can tell that there's something that that hasn't fully developed there. That independence, because uh, people who do live at home for too long, mm-hmm. I think, can feel insecure about it. But I don't know. I mean, I haven't controlled for culture. Like, I it, I haven't seen that to be the case in Italy with all my Italian friends, and uh, when I've gone to visit, that's definitely not the case because it is cultural. But out here, I think because there is that stigma of living at home that it's hard to control for whether or not they are fucked up because of our culture or fucked up because they are living at home and there's something else going on. How about the parents? Can you imagine your kid? I, 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 I floated this one by my parents. Um, after college, after college, Sean and I lived in this giant house. We paid nothing in rent. Greatest, greatest times of, of our life. Greatest times of my life. Anyway, cheap as shit. Right. So that house, that house was, uh, we were breaking up that house. Part of us were moving away, and I was I was at dinner at my parents' house, and I was just like, "Hey, you know, maybe uh, maybe I'll move back in here for a little bit after after this house goes away." It's gonna, you know, just because I hadn't decided where I wanted to move after that. And the look I got from my fucking dad was uh-huh. like, "Oh well, uh, well, that's definitely not gonna happen." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and what I bring in is um, 61 percent, so way more than half of parents with grown, way more than half, but not significantly more than yeah. half. Parents with grown kids at home find this experience mostly positive. 
Oh. According to this survey. So that's that's 40% of parents who are like, get these fucking kids out of my house. Don't you think you've done enough? Like you're old, you're old, you got you're 30 years old in this case, your parents are what? 50 something and you got these fucking kids in your house being 30? Oh my god. That's a big problem. And you feel like you failed as a parent. Too. I would think so. Yeah. yeah. Like like my parents are so disappointed in my <laughs> siblings because they like they'll come home for long stretches. Really? Yeah. So and this is personal for you as well. Yeah. Yeah. Ab- absolutely. You, I mean, look. Recently, I went home for a couple of weeks because I was really like bummed out. You know, I've been going through some personal issues, and uh, and I remember after two weeks, my mom was like, "Yeah, you got to go." Like, I know it's awesome to stay here and we make all your meals and you can play Katamari Damacy till two in the morning. Mm, But she's like, you have to go out to Los Angeles where your friends are and be an adult. Like she told me. And and she was like, you're welcome here as long as you want, but it'll be better for you if you leave. Like, I think if you were to ask your Italian friends, would you prefer to live at home or would you prefer to live in your own place? I mean, this maybe this is just cultural imperialism, but I think they would prefer to live at home. Like, like you know, I've read plenty of articles about European living where, like, where you get quotes from these people who are just like, "I want to get the fuck out of here." Yeah, you know, it's. I, I mean, but they're your friends, so I mean, what do you, what do you, what would you think they'd say? They seem very happy. They seem they seem unaffected by their cultural upbringing in terms of. I, you know, it's something like you just take for granted. Like, for example, yeah. in America, this is something that's going to sound weird to any Chinese listeners. Uh, but in you America, say it with a Chinese voice, then I will not. So, uh, <laughs> so what's what's kind of weird that we kind of just take for granted? <laughs> that was hilarious. <laughs> oh, gee, Grant Ridge. Um, what we kind of take for granted here in America is that we don't talk about income. Uh, you can't ask anyone how much they make. It's considered rude. But there's no reason. There's no law. There's no rationale for that. It's just an American thing that's in part of our culture, and we just take it for granted. very personal. No. It, it, there's, it's not more personal than, say, whether or not you got laid, and you talk about that all the fucking time. It's not more, more personal than what you ate for lunch. Everything we do is personal to some extent. It's just this is one taboo that we have in our culture that we take for granted. So similarly, well, in Italy— Well, getting laid is also very personal. But people talk about that all the time people don't talk about how much money how much money they make is much more personal that is how much you're worth well that's your opinion everybody in america's opinion absolutely not according to what you're saying because we don't talk about it but that's the point is dick that that's culturally arbitrary there's no reason why in china that's not a taboo it's something that everyone just talks about they don't consider it personal it's just a fact of life it's like yeah how much money you make where do you live uh anything could be a taboo but in italy to answer your question is serious I don't, I don't get that perception from people. But okay. Dick, back to your problem. Um, so, do you think this is a problem with millennials? Because I keep seeing this problem pop up in articles about millennials and how they're living at home and not moving out. Do you think that's a that's a unique it's a problem? Huge, it's a huge problem for them. It's it's a bigger problem for them than it is for me. Why do you um, think that? Well, a lot of reasons. I think that I think that they're despite what the job numbers say, that they're now making more money after the recession, that they're recovering. I don't think they really are. I think millennials are getting hit with a bunch of shitty jobs, like sub 30 hour jobs that don't make a lot. Yeah. I think they're drowning in student loans. Uh, I think that baby boomers are not retiring, forcing them to work these shit jobs with no stability. Uh, it's a big problem because they it's not as easy for them to not live at home. And it makes, the worst part is, is it makes sense makes sense for them financially which fucking sucks that's not a position i want to see 
millennials in, huh. but they're kind of stuck with it. Yeah, I'm, I mean, you know, you watch TV, you read books, like you read comics, whatever. It's like literally every aspect of American culture tells us like, you grow up, you go to college, and then you get your first place, you know? Yeah. Like, how many TV shows are there? Like, Felicity, whatever. Like, there's a million TV shows about, like, a bunch of young people in their early 20s living in an apartment together. Friends, one of the most popular shows of all time about a bunch of people in their early 20s living in New York and trying to make it on their own. And then, like, when the reality hits that there's no money out there, that, like, you have to take this shit job because they'll just find another even more desperate millennial if you don't. Like, you know, they don't have to give you benefits anymore. They've really got you over a fucking barrel. And like what I, you or know, can't I, give you benefits. Oh yeah, exactly. Like um, I graduated in two thousand four with about thirty five thousand dollars worth of student debt, and I went to like a very expensive college. I've met that's people, low. Uh, well, that's what I'm saying. That's really low. Ten yeah. years later, I'm meeting people with two hundred thousand dollars worth of student debt. Oh, that's I, insane. And and it's not like they went to it's not like they went to medical school. They were fucking film majors with like, with like you know twenty cars worth of student well, debt. That's it's terrible. Their fucking problem too. Uh, I yep. look. I'm not. But it's like, are you what, what an eighteen year old's not going to do something stupid? Like, of course they are. They're eighteen years old. College shouldn't be this expensive to begin with. They're also getting follow your dreams pumped up their ass day and night. Yeah. Exactly. By, by the culture and the media and everything. Yeah. I'm saying, exactly. It's terrible. Somebody told me this one time, and I think it's it's so accurate. He said, there's nothing wrong with learning a trade. Yeah. Like yeah. air conditioning or something. You're always going to work. It ain't glamorous, but you can make money and work steadily. Well, as opposed to going to college, drowning in student debt, and coming out with kind of a useless degree in a lot of cases. Yeah. My, my dad instilled those values in me, Sean, a long time ago when I was growing up. My dad told me that uh, when I'm old enough to get a job, that I should get a job and do whatever it takes. And if my boss asks me what I can do, he says, whatever it takes to get the job done. And that's the value that I've had all my entire life. And at my old uh, job at the telemarketing company, um, the executives would consistently go to me. They would skip everyone in every department. They would go to me to ask me to get uh, something done because they know that regardless of what the task is, even if it's outside of my domain and outside of my department, I'll get the job done because I'm not a pass the buck kind of guy. You get the work done. Yeah, that's and, such an important thing to instill in a kid. I absolutely, think. absolutely. You, you're you're at you're at the work. Like I wish more people had this uh, this this value, this virtue of just getting shit done. Uh, Adam Carolla espouses this on his podcast. All the time too. He says you should learn a trade. Learn how to do something. It's not attractive to be ignorant. It's not attractive to be helpless. You need to learn how to do something. Get in there. And even if it's something you don't think you'll ever use, guess what? If you learn it, you'll enrich yourself. And somewhere down the line in your life, it may come in handy in a place and a time where you least expect it. If he lost everything and lost any uh, entertainment endeavor that he's in, he could go back to carpentry. Absolutely. Adam Carolla? Oh, yeah. 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 He's a very skilled carpenter. Yeah, no, he knows totally everything. Yeah, Yeah. and he's always trying to work it into his movies and shit, too. Like, he'll have, like, an (laughs) ad-lib scene where he lists a bunch of, like, bolts and nuts. It's just like, all right, Adam, we get it. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck you. You know? It's like somebody always trying to cram their telemarketing job experience into a podcast. (laughs) 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 All right, that's, that's pretty much my problem. I mean, I've got marriage, declining marriage rates, and in 1986, half of parents reported that they spoke to their children once a week. Today, uh, 67, blah, blah, blah. They, today, they say they contact their adult child almost every day. Jesus Christ. I, I, I don't know what the problem is. I know living at home with your parents is wrong and weird. But I don't know what, <laughs> I don't know what caused it. I don't know what caused it. 
Yeah, I don't know, man. I think if people are down on their on their luck, uh, sometimes it's it's a good alternative to being homeless. I'll give you that. Yeah. It's the best alternative to being homeless. I mean, look, it makes sense to stay at home and because people aren't getting paid as much. Yeah. It makes sense to stay at home, save up a big chunk of money, and then leave when you're in your mid-20s. Like, there are listeners right now who are living at their parents' house, and they're in their early 20s. And... If you like, if you gave a million dollars, they would probably move out. It's it sucks, but it's like it sucks that we kind of got fucked. I mean, people always say we're the first generation that's gonna be worse off than our parents. I mean, don't you guys like feel that in your fucking souls? No, no, I mean, not, not, at all, not no. me. But yeah, everybody else is fucked. I yeah. feel like I feel like regardless, I don't have the wealth and equity that my parents built for them for themselves and their generation. However, I feel like I do have more opportunities because by virtue of the fact that we have entire industries that didn't exist when they were alive, I do feel like I, I am more fortunate to be alive now than the baby boomer generation. I wouldn't trade what I have now for what they had back then. Uh, I, I like I like my life now, and I like my technology now. I like being able to get porn on demand. I like, you being like able that to- you can wear a shirt that says "butt fuck" on it outside, <laughs> and everyone's has to take it. Dick's you talking. couldn't do that in the fifties, yeah. which you're doing currently. Asterius and I have a mutual friend, uh, Dan. Can we mention his? Oh uh, yeah, his name? Yeah. yeah. Actionfiguretherapy.com. Yeah. Uh, I do some of the voices for some of those cartoons. Our buddy, for a long time, Dan, has been making these cartoons called Action Figure Therapy, where, like, G.I. Joes go to therapy. Yeah. And it is the most popular thing with the military in the world. They love it. Like, he ships Hmm. his T-shirts and cartoons to bases all around the world because, like, he really knows a lot about the military, and these cartoons are, like, really Hmm. accurate to like how funny some of these guys are hey but real quick back to millennials oh, sure. you know they're they're uh they're getting a bum deal in the job sector they need to save money they sure do well, i was gonna go speaking of ads oh <laughs> today's show is brought to you by casper get 50 dollars toward any mattress purchase by visiting casper.com slash biggest and using promo code biggest casper mattresses wow what a great night's sleep right? <laughs> you know i'll tell i'll tell you it. i'll tell you guys honestly like um Look, I may have brought a, a girl or two back to my new super tiny closet-sized apartment, and one of them was like, uh, why is this mattress so comfortable? Is this a Casper mattress? Did she I'm really? Not, she I'm absolutely not <laughs> kidding. Really? I'm absolutely not kidding. She said this, and then I was like, I have never looked. And so I took the top sheet off. And it was absolutely a twin size Casper mattress. Hey, oh, that's wow, interesting. That's cool. Yeah, uh, twin a twin XL will cost you six hundred dollars. By the way, five hundred for a twin. The Casper mattress at uh, seven fifty for a full size, nine fifty for a king size. It's an obsessively engineered mattress at a shockingly fair price. Just the right sink, just the right bounce. I've got all the wrong sink on my bed. I really, really hate it. You need a Casper, buddy. You get fifty dollars yeah. off with our coupon. I code. know. I just I got so much money sunk into that mattress. I don't yeah. want to throw it. Do out Do you the have like one yet. of those crazy organic cotton mattresses? I don't know. Oh. I don't know, man. You go to the mattress store, and I get that choice like panic where you got too many choices, <laughs> yeah. and there's and no amount of laying for ten minutes is gonna mean shit. Two weeks later. Y- you know what, Dick? On that point, Casper is actually going around tour around the country. They have this Casper truck. It's basically like a truck with a bunch of beds in it, and you can take a nap and check out the uh, the mattress. It's really cool. Cool. Yeah. I wonder if you can do anything else. <laughs> I don't. I, <laughs> I think they discourage people from full-on intercourse during the nap. I'll yeah. tell you right now, if there was a mattress store that let you have full-on intercourse on their mattresses to test them out, they would do really well. Yeah, uh, disagree. I would not test that those mattresses ever. I just go to like you know window shop. Yeah, you. 
Wait, what? Window shop. So Ooh, you're watching it? people have sex on the mattresses? Sure. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm on board. All right, yeah. I'm with you, Dick. Risk-free trial and return policy. Try try sleeping on a Casper for 100 days with free delivery and painless returns. Casper, thank you for supporting us. Thank you for supporting the show. Asterios, what's your problem? All right, my problem this week is slouching. Slouching. <laughs> Yeah, it's Wha- a big problem. <laughs> yeah, it's and- Oh, I'm sorry. Were you going to say it's not a big problem? I interrupted. Go ahead. No, I was going to say, is this a millennial problem? Yeah. It- <laughs> Even if it was. Yeah, there's plenty of millennials with slouch. Everybody slouches. Speaking of millennials, I brought in my friend. She's a model. Her name is Chloe. And she's going to demonstrate both good and bad posture for us right now. Okay. All right, we, now, again, we, yeah. she's a professional model. She knows Riveting. a thing or two yeah. about posture. <laughs> Is she going to describe it? or? Well, we're going to ask her some spotting? questions. She's going to sample some postures. Why don't you hop Are up on the mic? Pictures? Get real close to Maddox. Put Give him a thrill. On the website? Give Maddox a thrill here. Hey, what's up, you guys? All right, all right, now, how long have you been a model for? Uh, I've been a model for 17 years. Oh, my God. So oh. what, since you were a baby? Yeah, since I was, like, 14. Holy moly. Okay, okay. well, fantastic. Now, from a modeling perspective, what's more attractive, a girl arching her back like this or a girl who's all hunched over like this? You're actually supposed to, when when you model, you're supposed to arch your back. Why? And it, actually be really, it can actually be really painful because for long periods of time, you have to arch your back because it looks... It looks really nice. It looks like you have a complete straight line uh, through your head mm-hmm. all the way down to your ankles. So it, it looks really nice not to slouch. Yes. Would you say it's more attractive not to slouch? Uh, yeah. Yeah, of course you would. Yeah. One of the biggest dangers of bad posture is that it makes boobs look smaller and worse. Now, <laughs> hmm. that's <laughs> true. And when you're a model, you have small boobs already, so you need to point like. Push yeah. them out. How much know? of your job is trying to make your boobs look gigantic? 90% of <laughs> 90% it. 90% of the time, yeah. Exactly. Science tells us that when ladies slouch, their boobs look way smaller and their guts stick out. And who's going to want to get with a slouchy broad? Everyone. Everyone, yeah. Everyone. Just, I mean, you'll, you'll take what you can yeah, get some nights. <laughs> all right, but let's say, you walk into a, let's say you walk into a bar and there's a lady who's arching her back all nice and there's a lady who's all slouchy. Who are you more attracted to? Whoever wants me. Yeah, pretty. Uh, I'm with Dick whatever. on this, Asterios. You don't know shit about you don't know ladies. Shit about <laughs> maybe at your maybe you're at your dance club trying to like pick which woman you'd have sex with. Let me help you out there. It's all of them. Yeah. I no, d- no. I, I I'm with you, Asterios. I'm you're surprised right. you guys are so pro slouching. No, I'm 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 just busting your balls. I I had a teacher in high school mm-hmm. who showed us a movie. Uh, and thank you, Chloe, for your uh, for Chloe, your. Chloe, thanks so much. Yeah. Um, I had a teacher in high school who talked about. Uh, he showed us a movie called, I think it was Bye Bye Birdie, like an, yeah. an old musical. Yeah, great movie. Yeah, well, uh, so anyway, he he showed us this movie, and he, he was trying to point out how girls flirt with guys, I think, in this movie. And he said, and there was a scene in there where the girl kind of like, Arched her back and put her. You don't chest have to out. do it. You can just describe it. Wait, I don't this is see for the this benefit shit. of the studio Wait, audience. Does it look like this? No, no, yes. no, no. Yeah, please. So for God, the listeners, no. I'm arching my back right now. I'm putting my chest out. My mm. my beautiful man 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 boobs. I'm putting with a t-shirt my... with a t-shirt that says butt fuck on it. Yeah, <laughs> it's disgusting. It means she, it means she's open for business. We got yeah. two large tittied men in here mm. doing weird and Margaret poses. Yeah, mm. yeah baby. So anyway, the, he told me he the, he told us in the in the class that that was kind of how women flirted and and since he told me that way back in the day i kind of paid attention to that mm-hmm. uh, especially if if i was talking to a girl who i thought might be interested in me so i would notice sometimes you know she might kind of like you know put him uh front and center it's yeah exactly and isn't that hot as shit yes. when ann margaret's putting him front and center it's beautiful of course it is it's a lovely thing now i want you guys to think about dudes let's look at the other side of it 
I'm someone who slouched forever. You guys have probably seen me slouching, right? Yeah, yeah. I've seen you slouch. Yeah. How does it look to you guys? Like, when a, I'm tombstone. like a tombstone. Yeah, it's fucking terrible, right? Yeah. It's like a super it's unattractive a thing for dude. Yeah. A like a big job of the hut. Like a potato <laughs> sack. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Keep going. Like a Mr. Potato Head that melted in the sun. Uh-huh. Yeah. Like a mound of clay that you didn't mean to pull out of your backyard. Yeah, but you did accidentally <laughs> and it looks horrifying. Uh-huh. Yeah. It looks like what I imagine it would be a cartoon character for depression. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, it, like if you were giving an autistic person a depression test, yeah. you point at the one that looks like me yes. when I'm slouching. Yeah, like, yeah. like Job of the Hut on, uh, on like in an elevator. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Maybe Job of the Hut just lost his job, uh, you know, as a tattooing yeah. gangster, and so he's all depressed about it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, interestingly, slouching. One of the one of the many dangers of slouching is that you can get fired. What? Uh, according to Janice Novak, the author of Posture, get it straight. <laughs> Employees who enter a room slouching or hunched over are seen as less vital. So when it comes huh. time to swing the axe, who are you going to keep? The office hunchback or some dude who's sticking his chest out like this? Yeah, yeah. I want the like dude a goddamn problem uh-huh. solver. Yeah. You're right. Now, who's actually probably better at his job? The hunchback. He's yeah. got nothing else. Right. His his mind is a living computer. He lives or dies based on this job. But you're going to fire him, right? Sure. You don't want Sloucho around. No. Get rid of Sloucho Marks over there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, another health danger of slouching, poop problems. Huh. When you sit in a crunched position, your viscera are folded up, says Stephen Weiniger, author of Stand Taller, Live Longer, and founder of Bodyzone.com. It can slow down everything. So when you're slouching, you can become super duper constipated. A lot of times when you're on the toilet, you're looking at your phone, you're all slouched over, you're on the toilet for a lot longer. Why? You're slouching. You're stopping yourself up. Yeah, stand I stand up, up when I shit. As you should. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I never know what to make of those, like, you're pooping the wrong way things. You know, well, because there's, a, there's like, um, the, those stepping stools. The squatty potty. You, the, the squatty potty. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I tried one. Somebody gave one to my dad over Christmas. I think it was a funny, I don't know if it was a funny Christmas present or not. I got one of these ants that, like, gives, like, she gave me a vibrating pillow one year. And I was like, well, hmm. I don't know. Is this a funny? I think it's funny. But you're it's supposed to put that on your pussy, I think. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, she got him one of these squatty potties and I used it, but I don't know. I don't know if it was that much better of a pooping experience. Then I got violently ill the next night. I had to throw it out of the way while I was throwing up in their bathroom. That's a, that's a different story. So yeah, the, the squatty. So I read that, I read that a while ago before this whole, this whole product became uh, a phenomenon and it's such brilliant marketing because they market it as kind of a gag gift that is also practical and people buy it. They, they've yeah. made so much money selling this thing. Uh, I happen to have a bathtub sink or a bathtub edge that's close enough to my toilet that I can put my feet up if I need to, uh, to occasionally. So yes, perfect. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Sounds I, like a real life hack. Yeah. I, I have I have had times when I felt a, a bit constipated because I may have eaten some uh, uh, undercooked pasta. I don't know. Or c- too many crickets. <laughs> <laughs> crickets come out uh, a little bit crunchy. I got to say. Um. So anyway, I so I sat on alle- allegedly. Uh, so I, <laughs> so occasionally, if I'm if I'm having trouble, uh, you know. Busting the loaf out of my butthole, I'll put my my feet up on the the edge of my bathtub, and I do feel like it comes out a little easier. Mm-hmm. I so, agree. I yeah. have a series of hanging silks in my bathroom if I need to get one. <laughs> so out. you're like a gymnastic twirler. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sounds hot. Bathtub isn't enough. Okay. 
Yeah, and I have I have just a bunch of books, or sometimes a small footstool. I'll put my feet up on them. I don't know. It art. It like does something where it makes you poop better. Um, all right. So another problem. Another problem with slouching: headaches, backaches, arthritis, reduced lung function, shortened lifespan. Here's another problem with slouching: people rubbing your hump for good luck. Is that is that a thing that happens? Yes, it absolutely is. Uh, in Italy, speaking of Italy. Il Gobo, the hunchback, is a very popular charm. It's a little, it's a little hunchback you carry around on your keychain, and you rub his hump for good luck. Like, yeah. say, if you're praying to not live with your parents anymore. Yeah. Like, you know, if you're just like really hoping that they'll die so you can have the house to yourself. Like, yeah. you rub that hump for good mm-hmm. luck. Maybe mm-hmm. you'll come home; they'll be dead. Louis Van Zeist, who lived from 1895 from to 1915. He was a bat boy, mascot, and good luck charm for the Philadelphia Athletics. So for four years, he was like their mascot, essentially. He was a hunchback, and the Oakland A's would rub his hump for good luck. Huh. So you're saying that slouching's a solution. Guys, vote down slouching. What I'm saying <laughs> is, can you imagine... Living a life where people are constantly trying to grab the huge growth on your back so they can be luckier. You know who's not lucky? The hunchback. Every yeah. time you're rubbing that hump, that hump, you're like reminding him of the terrible situation he's living in. That's slouching, folks. That's terrible. Mm. Yeah, but if I had a terrible disfigurement on my body, I would want people to view it positively and come up to me and rub me all the time. I'd be, I'd, I'd look forward to it. So you want people to come up and rub your face? Okay. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Real funny. Now, you know, how are so- you going to fix your slouching problem? Well, I've got two solutions. I, I dated a girl that had a hunchback. Really? Yeah, a real, an actual hunchback, or she just slouched. She slouched, but it was like uh, it had fucked up her spine. Oh, that's it was long enough. Well, I mean, did she have scoliosis? Perhaps I don't know. Right. <laughs> Tune it out. I just remembered that part, and she yeah. wanted to get this like device that was kind of like a, I guess it was like a back brace. Yeah. And it like had these inflatable things that would like straighten out your spine. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. I looked it up. I was like, oh, that thing looks scary. Well, I don't I'll know tell if it. This is gonna last. I'll, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> and you're married today. Yeah. Uh, Asterios, uh, on the point of slouching and mm-hmm. body language, again, I've I've recommended this book in the past, and I'll recommend it again. The definitive guide to uh, the definitive book of body language. Um, I read this book, and it I could not put the thing down. I picked it up, flipping through it, and I read it from start to finish. I changed my posture. I changed things about myself that I never do anymore uh, based on this body language book. Like what? Well, for example, I never cross my arms. Crossing your arms closes you off like to the this? outside world. Yeah. Oh, and and people okay. always make an excuse for why they're crossing their arms. They say, I'm comfortable this way or I'm cold or whatever. If you're actually cold, that may be the case. But more often than not, if you say you're comfortable cr- crossing your arms, it's a self-defense mechanism. Uh, and it closes you off to the outside world. I can tell how good or bad meetings are going based on whether or not they cross their arms. And I know to change my my tune and change the topic if they happen to. But anyway, back to the the posture thing. I also learned that when you're walking down the street, especially at night, based on your posture, you are way more likely to get mugged if you don't have a a totally straight, puffed-up chest outwards than if you are hunched over. You're way more likely to get asked for – next time you're walking down the street and you see a homeless person going to ask you for change, puff up your chest and walk walk upright, and they'll be way less likely to ask you. That is totally true. Yeah. Yeah, if you have if you have confident posture and confident body language, you're less likely to get fucked with when you walk into where you're going. Can, can I ask you how how often do you think about being mugged and like methods of avoiding being mugged and dealing with being mugged? We've got fake wallets, we've got body po- like is it a big problem? Dick, in my neighborhood, 
In, in the last six months alone, I have found two heroin needles, a dime bag of Coke, and uh, birth control plan B in the gutter, uh, as well as uh, condoms on the street. Uh, <laughs> and that's just what fell out of my car. <laughs> <laughs> I saw condoms on the street, uh, human shit on the street. Um, I, wa- I, I watched a, a uh, uh, somebody climb into a neighbor's house to rob it as I was on the phone with police. Yeah, I think about it pretty frequently. What a rat. Yeah. <laughs> well, City of Dreams, Los yeah. Angeles. Everybody <laughs> move to Hollywood. Yeah. Well, well, two, you know, there's a couple of solutions. For one, like, you know those standing desk assholes? Yeah. Oh, I'm man, one of the them. Wor- oh, you're a standing desk I'm asshole? I'm a standing desk asshole because I, like, I had terrible back pain my whole life. I remember literally telling my pediatrician, Dr. Pearson, when I was like 14, like, my back always hurts. What the fuck do I do? Until I started being, until I became a standing desk asshole and my back pain has absolutely gone away. I don't know. I don't know what, I'm not like a scientist or an ergonomist. Like, I don't know exactly what it is, but I was like, I'll fucking try anything. I'm so tired of going to bed with back pain and waking up with back pain and becoming a standing desk asshole actually worked. Hey, can I say something? Uh, there's there's about ba- uh, lower back pain yeah. specifically. Uh, Howard Stern a long time ago pitched this book on his uh, on his show. Um, it was called the I think the Mind Over Back Pain. It's called I think it's I think the it was name. called the the myth of the, back pain. The myth of something back like that. Yeah. Something like that. And and I, I I dated these these uh, these girls in the past who who uh, multiple girls I dated who had excruciating back pain. Big boobs. So bad. Yeah. So bad. You wish. So bad, so bad that they would cry uh, consistently. They wouldn't be able to sleep. They wouldn't be able to go any place and sit down for long periods. I couldn't even go to a movie with some of these girls because their backs hurt so much. So I got them this book that Harrison recommended, and I I, I can't recommend it highly enough. Both of them, mm-hmm. within reading this book, within a week, their back pain disappeared. And it's not that it's not to say that all back pain doesn't exist. It definitely does. And posture may have something to do with it. However, eight like 80% of it is uh, psychosomatic. 80% mm. of it is your body manifesting stress in, uh, excuse me, your, your mind manifesting stress in physical pain in your lower back. That happens all the time. And I can't recommend this book highly enough. I'll link to it on the website. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I absolutely believe that. It's not to say that people with back pain are crazy, but I feel like we keep our stress in different places. And I feel like our muscles get super locked up when we're super stressed out. Sure. I I mean, dating you would obviously stress out any girl. Fuck you, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so it's a good uh, excuse for not going to the movies with you too. Yeah, my back hurts so much. Play, play, pile it on. Anything else you want to add to this, Sean? Chinese accent or anything? <laughs> <laughs> no, they did pretty well. Okay, so Solly. Uh, we'll anyway, I keep all my stress in my dick. And the, and you need girls to work it out, yeah, don't you? Yeah. Exactly. And does it make you feel better? Yeah, whatever. It doesn't. <laughs> yeah, dick asks Dick asks girls to rub it for good luck. Yeah, see, there you go. That's a good, that's a good gimmick. Um, So, you know, I'd say become a standing desk asshole. And uh, the other thing is a friend of mine, a friend of mine gave me this advice for my posture. And it is the only thing that is stuck in my head about how to, about how to sit up straight or how to stand up straight or walk straight. She told me that in an acting class once, she was told by her teacher to imagine that someone was putting hooks through your nipples and put chains on the end of those hooks and was pulling you around by the nipples by these chains. So I'll show you guys what it looks like. Okay, serious. I think I kind of know what it looks like. All right. We like, imagine someone's put, That's not going to work if you're talking off the mic. We'll, 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 I'm super loud. They'll be able to hear me. <laughs> okay. Now imagine I'm being pulled around by these nipple chains. 
Look at look at how good this. Is. As, as Sirius is walking around like Frankenstein. Look at this. <laughs> I mean, you're just walking around like a normal person. Do you need it to be nipple related? It's yeah. the only thing that I've been able to remember because every time I go walking, I imagine someone jamming hooks through my nipples because <laughs> yeah. it's such a visceral, yeah. disgusting image. And as a result, it's worked. People people have all these tricks. Like you know, I've heard chiropractors say like, imagine there's like a string coming out of the top of your head and you're straightening it. Well, you'll forget that in five seconds. You know. Imagine this. Imagine you have a book on your head. Yeah, you'll forget that. Nipple uh, hooks. You'll remember nipple hooks. True. You guys will never forget nipple hooks. Yeah, very no, true. That's, that, that's a that's a good visceral image to it have. Opens, it opens up a whole new world of porn, too. <laughs> it sure does. We know that, what that guy was into. <laughs> yeah. Let me introduce you guys to my friend, Sativa the Wishmaster. How much was that acting class? Someone paid to hear a lecture about nipple hooks? Uh, it was no. actually a co- whole college degree. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the, the tip that my trainer gave me a long time ago was to stand up uh, against the wall and he said your shoulder blades and the back of your head should be able to touch the wall at the same time and mm-hmm. I, and that was never the case with me so I practiced you just practice standing up against the wall guys it's an easy way to pick, uh, fix your posture um, anyway is that, uh, is that it? that's Just it serious? slouching big problem alright good problem guys thank you thank you serious thank you dick great problems but I got the real biggest problem in the universe this week it's celebrity prom requests just yeah. millennial prom requests? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, dickhead. It's celebrity prom requests. These mm-hmm. aren't. This isn't a millennial problem, or maybe it is, Dick. I don't know because it's something that I never heard of until recently. Got a really? lot of Gen, well, we got a lot of Gen Xers asking Ronda Rousey to the prom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, actually. So, so here's, maybe they could paint her to look like a woman. Oh, oh <laughs> Dick. I, Ronda Rousey's hot. Yeah, she's Come hot on. as shit. Oh, fuck you. Well, are fuck you too you serious? Think she's so hot, I got a boner right now thinking are about her. Are you brainwashed? Do you think Ronda Rousey's hot? She's yeah. hot as shit. I think she's got a hot face. I think she's got a hot body. You're not attracted to, like... A, like a powerful, cool celebrity woman? Fuck no. Welcome to 1984, where two guys think Ronda Rousey's hot. She's hot. What's wrong with Ronda What's Rousey? So you guys got hooks in more than your nipples if you okay. think that chick's hot. I'm going to yeah. pull up some hot pictures of Ronda Rousey. Meanwhile, Dick is dating a hunchback, so I'm, I'm <laughs> skeptical about your, your uh, scale here, buddy. Okay, anyway. Uh, celebrity, celebrity prom requests are a big problem because... Guys, how much do we have to shame celebrities into doing this stupid horseshit for publicity for like every time, every, it seems like every few months, every, oh, Sirius has a picture of Ronda Rousey here. Let's see this. Look how hot she is. Oh my gosh, what a babe. That's fake, Look at this hot chick. That's, that's fake. <laughs> that's fake. It's but, what is not her. Wait, so there's not a picture of Ronda Rousey's <laughs> pussy sticking out and her, no, her tits fall. Wait, oh, is this fake? Serious- oh, it's a Photoshop thing. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. Uh-huh. All right. Perhaps that's what you're basing your view of Ronda Rousey. I am. Well, well, what a bunch about, of fake Photoshop What about pictures. this picture of Ronda Rousey? Yeah. Okay. Is this any better? <laughs> it's a full on spread eagle picture of Ronda Rousey being penetrated. Seriously. Uh, these might be fake fake photoshops. I don't know. I'll have to do some more investigation okay. when you guys are gone. I'm going to go anyway. to the bathroom and investigate. See, oh, jeez. Not my bathroom. Get out. Um, <laughs> guys, celebrity shame request, excuse me, celebrity prom request. It seems like every few months there's a new one and they're all the same. They're, they're all the same horseshit. I I don't remember the the first one that started. It was it was kind of big in uh like around 2005, 2006. I don't ever remember them not existing. Oh, they're so bad. Listen to this one. This is a guy asking Kate Upton out to prom. And let, let, just listen oh, to no. this. Hey, Kate. Jake Davidson here in sunny Los Angeles, inviting you to my senior prom on May 23rd, <laughs> oh. 2013. Oh, gosh. You are the yin to my yang. Oh. You like fun dining. 
I like fine dining. <laughs> You're on the cover of Sports Illustrated. Is he talking into I a fan? I read Sports Illustrated. Like, uh, hey, I read Sports hey, Illustrated. Hey, hey. He's being given a wedgie we right now. <laughs> That's what's long. up. Yeah, um, so this is a kid who's asking out a Sports Illustrated swimsuit model, yeah. the cover model, so to, to his prom. She might go. Play, playmates have gone to proms before. Great. Why it's not? annoying. It's that super so annoying. annoying. You wouldn't beat the shit out of that kid? Are you kidding me? I uh, no. Well, here's here's hey, the no. Why not? If it works. Here's it the conclusion works. to that uh, to that asking out of Kate Upton. Has she finally accepted? Uh, I don't know yet. I think it's still a maybe. There were some reports that said <laughs> no. Some reports that said she's still thinking about it. But as uh, far as I'm concerned, still maybe. Obviously, being a realist. Uh, She's probably very busy. She's a very in-demand professional. Yeah, she's very busy, shithead. She's, <laughs> she's too busy to go to your fuck-ass high school prom. Why don't you ask some of the girls out in your fucking prom? Because that's that's your level right now. I want to kill that guy. I don't guy. know if that's his I level either. I want to kill Might him. Might be a little below. Yeah, then. a little below. That's from Showbiz Tonight. So they they interviewed this kid, and he's you know he's just a spaz. And and the news, the news, especially uh, morning shows, morning mm-hmm. talk shows, eat this shit up they love it so much because it's just an excuse to um shame celebrities into going out to these like hokey little uh high school things and what happens is if the celebrities turn down the high school student then they seem like a villain suddenly they're a bad guy for doing nothing more than existing and being successful at their career being the height of their their field suddenly by by turning down some shithead high school student because you're too fucking busy with your life and career to to take time out to fly to butt fucking egypt uh, to to go to some shit dick high school prom with some loser that now you're a villain because you turn him down. Yeah, Can't their no. publicists just say that they're like out of the country at that time? I yeah. mean, nobody's going to follow that up. No, no, Sean, because these news stories, these morning shows pick up the story and then they, they check put it in. out there. Yeah, they check in. Then you have a Twitter campaign and then you have people harassing them on Twitter. Hashtag and social media. Date me, Kate. But, but yeah. on the day of the prom... Oh, yeah, I think well, I think they can get out of this without any sure. negative well, publicity. Of course. I, I don't know. I just it's just annoying. It's just like fucking stupid and annoying. Are you guys annoyed on behalf of the celebrities? I'm just I'm just annoyed. Period. That like these fucking nerds are making these videos begging these celebrities. It's just like it's it's such a look at me attention thing. I don't know. It's just really annoying uh, to me. Yeah, it's really I'm annoying. Just, yeah, I'm just, I, like you know. So would you not go to the prom with someone if they asked you? If like a sixteen-year-old girl asked either one of you to their to their prom, would you turn her down? How hot would is you this have girl? your publicist oh, turn her down? How hot is this girl? That's yeah. the thing. If super hot dudes, jealous. if super hot dudes were asking Kate Upton to the prom, I don't think this would be a story. Uh, the story is always hunchback loser nerd begs supermodel to go to prom with him and hopefully give him a hand job. Yeah. Like that's the story. They're hoping for you think they're hoping for a hand oh, job. Look, Kate if you're a realist, you're you're like, look, maybe I can get a hand job out of this. The worst ones no, are you're thinking I'm gonna bang a hot chick at my school if I take Kate Upton here and get all this attention. They're all gonna want to come over and talk to her. I'll be king of the school forever. Yeah, but it's usually senior prom or junior prom. But senior prom, like, you're done with school. It's the last thing that you do. So you're out the door. You're not going to bang any of those losers in high school. Who cares? And besides, they're all gross anyway, and you're, they suck at sex. High school sex sucks. The, the worst <laughs> the worst 
prom requests to me are always the military ones. Yeah, I got one. Because there's the extra layer of guilt where it's yep. like, I'm fighting for our freedom, Ronda Rousey. Yeah. Yep. You have to go to the, it's like, if you don't go to the Marine uh, ball with yeah. me, Ronda Rousey, you are, you're, you might as well suck ISIS's oh, dick. Mysterious. Speaking of Ronda Rousey, here is a clip of someone asking Ronda Rousey out. Listen uh. to this. Hey, Rhonda. My name is Jared Hashard. I'm a United States Marine stationed out of Camp Lejeune, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. You are my celebrity crush, which is why it would be my honor to take you to the Marine Corps Ball on December 11th. I really hope this doesn't get in the way of your training for your next fight in January. Yeah, the fight that was she, that she lost. I did yeah, get in the because way. she went to the she, she did go to the prom. Yeah, she went to the prom and, and she guy. lost the fight. Case yeah. closed. Yeah, she, I'm sorry. I hope I hope this doesn't get in the way you're training. Yeah, it probably does. Shithead. She doesn't have time to go to butt fucking wherever you are and and go to the prom with you. I hey, thank you for your service. God bless America. You know, thank you for your 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 uh your sacrifice for our country. But fuck off. You're not gonna get a date with Ronda Rousey. She's too busy with living her career and her life, man. Can you take time off? Uh, from the field to go to Ronda Rousey's show? No, your your drill instructor is gonna gonna kick your ass if you try that shit. Mm-hmm. Look, yeah, I'm with you on this one. Nah, I just think it's like fuck celebrities, fuck their time. Look, so what? They're look, just gonna they're just getting more attention by going to the stupid prom anyway. I'm not. Look, I'll play the world's smallest violin for celebrities. I just yeah. think this is part of annoying YouTube look at me culture yeah. where every single kid has to go viral <laughs> where mm. it's like every kid's dream now is to be on the news. You know what I mean? And like, look, I feel like we're a little bit different. We're all entertainers and comedians. Like, you know, you guys have written successful books. You, you like you guys, you know, you're up, you're at the theater every night. You know, you, you got your third or fourth book on the way. It's like, I feel like it's different for us. Like we're trying to make art here. It's super annoying that there are people that want to be famous for being famous' sake. And it's like, you want to bitch about millennials? That's fucking millennials. John, would you say that the YouTube generation is a big problem? Yes. Based on, yeah, you would. would. Because <laughs> How every- big of a problem would you say it is? <laughs> not, not big enough. Is it big enough to bring in? <laughs> Wait, do you deal with Everybody YouTube kids all day? Is Everybody that your job? No. With kids? No. It's, yeah, an inside, it's, a, it's a very inside no. joke. Sean, no, sorry. Should, we, should we give him a... Uh, no, so, I don't Sean, care. Sean, a long time ago when we... Uh, when, oh, that when, was... Yeah, Sean, that yeah. was Sean's problem that he was supposed to bring in for, what, our 50th episode? Or yeah. 50 second? And then we ended up having Cool Sean bring it in instead. That's right. Right. Yeah. Cool Sean didn't do as good a job. No, no. Cool Sean. He was pretty funny. That's funny. <laughs> anyway, um, here's one from Mila Kunis. And listen to how much she was Mila, guilted. Mila. Mila, oh, Mila. Kunis. Mila Kunis. Here's one from Mila Kunis. Listen to how much she was guilted for this uh for this date. And this was during an interview she was doing for promo for her fucking job, for her new movie was coming Perfect. out. Perfect. Listen to this. Hey Mila, Sergeant Moore, as you can call me Scott. I just want to take a moment out of my oh, day to invite you to the Marine Corps Ball on November 18th in Greenville, North Carolina, with yours truly. So take a second, think about it, get back to me. Is he sitting next to a fucking copy machine? <laughs> he was he was walking, so he was he was walking a, across a, like a desert, and and there was just that crunching noise of like sand and dirt under uh. his feet. Um, and Afghan he's got a children's fucking skulls. cell phone <laughs> in the field. <laughs> This is from, uh, from ABC News when they capture Mila Kunis on her promo. Listen mm-hmm. to this. Here we go. Mila's co-star in their new movie, Friends with Benefits, Justin Timberlake, saw this video and decided to patriotically matchmake. What? A Marine cop posted a video inviting you to go to the cops ball. Like, Do it just, for like, your country. Yeah. You need to see what? it. Do yeah. it for your country. It was, Listen, you know about I'm going to work on this for you, man. <laughs> What an uh, asshole. Yeah, seriously, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. That's great. <laughs> 
So this is like <sighs> this is like um a mass shooting where every everything <laughs> everything sure. happens every, oh as soon as one as soon as one happens it opens the door for copycats yeah. and every other shithead is going to copy this the same shitty behavior and do their own uh, uh celebrity prom request it, the one person who did it it opened the door, the floodgates, for everyone else to do it. It's always a marine ball. It's always prom. And listen to this one. Well, we got to shut the borders to keep celebrities from getting in then. That's the clear solution. Are you suggesting Trump should build a wall around Hollywood? Yeah. <laughs> I would support that. that? Should Mexico pay for that too? Yeah, fuck it. Why not? They're why not going to pay for the first one. I think one. you would have plenty of money coming in to shut LA off from the oh, rest that's of the country. That's actually right. Mexico point. wouldn't need to pay for that it. That and fucking Burning Man. Did you see that article a long time ago that said uh, it came out? I think it was The Onion or something. But I don't they, read The Onion. They said that uh, that when everyone was going out to Burning Man, this is our opportunity. And this guy was trying to crowdfund a wall built around um, uh, Nevada or San Francisco or something like that to keep them in there, like to, oh, to not man. let them back. Really funny stuff. And that's anyway. the whole joke. That's why you never need to read an article on The Onion. Yeah. Because well, the joke is the headline. It's not, it's not always. <laughs> well, that's how they write. I used to intern at The Onion. Like, that's how they write it. Like, if the headline's not funny, they don't. It's like the entire joke has to be in the headline, according yeah. to, like, that's how they write that shit. Yeah. Um, here's one last one I'm going to play. This one's a girl asking Sean White, professional snowboarder and athlete and Olympian Sean White. Oh, he to would the probably prom. go. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think he did. But listen to this. Listen to this, uh, this stupid fucking clip. Please pardon this interruption, but we have some shocking news. Sean White has never been to prom. So, so first of all, they start out the introduction. With the introduction, they're shaming him for have never gone to prom. And this is like a high school like video with high school production values. Listen to this. Carly got in touch with us, and we thought we'd help get the message out that she's got one coming up. And she wants nothing more than to take her favorite celebrity athlete in the world. So, uh, any chance you could swing by Philly and pick her up? I mean, considering she went to the insane effort to GoPro the dawn of Sean at the prom idea. I want to murder all these kids. Why? I want to line them all. They annoy the... Why does any... Why does anybody annoy you? It's like they're annoying. It's like you're these not kids annoyed are that by annoying to you. Yeah. What, I what do you find I don't know in common with them that you hate so much? Um, attention-seeking behavior, uh, shitty voice, vilifying celebrities for no reason other than them being celebrities. You're just you're just shaming someone who is very popular into going to prom with you. Which, by the way, what the fuck is Sean White gonna do going to prom with a 16-year-old? Oh man, he's gonna he's going out on a real hot date with a child. Just make some fans happy. You guys do, have something in that. common with these celebrity prom requesters. That's why you hate them so much. That's why I don't feel anything about it. There's something going on here. What, Sean? I say he could hook up dope at the same time. Sure, too. yeah. Now, it's the most obnoxious form of attention-seeking, like yeah. Asterius was saying. And also, again, it's just shaming celebrities for being celebrities and uh, harassing them. If you got harassed all the time for this shit, it, it would drive me nuts. It would drive me nuts. It would drive you nuts if I got harassed for it. No, I mean, if I, if I did. Don't you get, like, a request to hang out all the time? Uh, yeah, I do, and sometimes I do. But if it became, like, this big public thing, first of all, if I agreed to it, um, it's kind of like, you know, the problem I had with well-intentioned idiots was that all these women were putting this immense pressure on this guy to come out of, uh, to come out and dance with these with these other women because he was fat-shamed. For anyone who doesn't remember, this guy, there was a picture on 4chan of this guy allegedly dancing at this place and he was uh, made fun of for being fat. Mm -hmm. And then all these women thought that they were doing, they were such fucking saints because they they created a Twitter hashtag campaign to out this guy, the fat dude. Hey, hey, come out to LA and we want to dance with you because we're not, we don't think you're ugly and gross. We want to prove it by dancing with you. We, we're 1,700 hot women or whatever. He won like, the lottery. 
No, first of all, you don't know you don't know anything about this guy. You don't know about his sexuality. You don't know if he's tr- straight or gay. You don't know if he's married. You don't know if he wants his fucking attention. You're invading his privacy. You're doing the exact same thing with celebrities now by doing this celebrity prom request. You're you're shaming them and putting pressure on them, and if they turn you down, they look like a bad guy. Why 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 are we living in a world like this where you can be a bad person for doing nothing more than just living your fucking life and want to be left alone? Oh, that's your definition of a celebrity? Someone who wants to be left alone? Well, t- t- all, but nobody the, wants this. Next weekend, they're all going to a award ceremony celebrating themselves. And then you're surprised that it, it that they get, what, invited to prom if sometimes? You're not, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Um, if you're not annoyed by, like, these, like... Whiny, these whiny do-nothing kids pulling out their cell phones and using the wrong aspect ratio <laughs> to, like, beg a celebrity to go to prom with them. Like, if you don't find that annoying, I, I can't convince you that it's annoying. I just, like, whenever I see these videos, it just does something to me. It just, I just fucking want to pummel these kids' faces. I, why does anything kids do annoy so any? much more annoying things? Why this one specifically? Well, we're just because this is what we're about talking about them. today. Yeah. I uh-huh. mean, I'm not saying that kids don't do more annoying things, right. but it is annoying. It's sure. it's annoying YouTube millennial bullshit behavior to want something for nothing. It's to like, cringy. It, to, to like use the power of the internet and social media to like. I don't know, make your weird fake dream come true. What's weird imagine? about wanting Kate Upton to come to prom with you? I don't. That's right. very normal. Look, Let's look, say wanting, she goes to, sorry. Oh yeah, I was just gonna, wanting to have a celebrity come to prom with you. Great. It's a fantasy a lot of people have, but mm-hmm. then creating an entire Twitter hashtag campaign, getting your local news involved, getting national news involved, getting all these uh, celebrities breathing down your neck and, and putting an immense amount of pressure. It's, it's just a, uh, uh it's egregious. It's obnoxious. It's uh, it's taken it to the next level where, again, just for living your life and doing what you're doing, you have to take time out. Otherwise, you're a bad guy. Yeah. Do you have a problem with paparazzi, too? Uh, you think they're invasive? For, well, it depends. They killed Princess Di. Yeah, I have a problem with paparazzi. Okay. They're annoying as shit. Don't do you ever? You guys ever see paparazzi yelling, like, really loaded questions at celebrities? Like, yeah. It's, yeah. I, I don't know. I think those guys- <laughs> Why haven't you ever become a paparazzi? You'd be perfect at it. Oh yeah, I totally would. Um, you drive real fast. Yeah, like, no, like no you, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. I he pretend to like be a, a photographer. Grandma. Yeah, yeah. And you can sell these pictures at TMZ. All you got to do is ask a bunch of loaded, qu- like you just have to annoy them into freaking out at you, and then you've made a couple I could of grand. Easily do that. I know you. You could both do that. Right. No, we won't be doing that. Um, what else you got? I just don't want there to be. A celebrity hashtag campaign to shame another fucking person into doing some shit that they don't want to do. Guys, leave people the fuck alone. Yeah, we all want to go out with celebrities. We all want to bang Ronda Rousey and go to celebrity proms with Mila Kunis and uh, whoever the fuck, Kate Upton. Sure, we all want that. But keep it to your personal little blog and your fantasy and and, uh, status update. Don't create a national campaign to shame these people. They're very busy. They don't have time for your pimply fucking face in Philadelphia. No. And aren't they only going out of pity? Yeah. Isn't that like the word? It's it's like you would never get Mila Kunis on your own. You had to develop like a hashtag like I love you, Mila, or Mila for prom. Like you had to like bend reality and the universe itself. I don't think like, they're going I don't think that sorry. I don't oh think yeah. they're going out of pity. Me I think either. No, I think Maddox is right. They're going for good publicity. 
Well, he's well, saying they're going because they got shamed. They're, go, they're going, I think to, they're going, going to, to avoid publicity. bad publicity. Bad publicity. publicity. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, but but why uh, are they get, But like, why are they getting good publicity for doing charity? Essentially, yeah, essentially, like you're a big ugly charity case, and that's where the good publicity comes from. That's the story. It's incredibly hot looking princess goes to prom with troll. Yeah, like it's fun. You want to be know, the troll? I don't know. I don't want to be the troll. You know what it is, Asterios and Dick? Um, it's this. It's this phenomenon that we have now where people think that they are having goodwill um, by by creating this narrative, like by playing into this huge national narrative where there is a love story going on, right? And we are we are the participants in this love story, and we can make it happen if we believe hard enough and if, if we tweet loud enough and if we keep bugging them hard enough that – this love story, this narrative that we've invented in our minds will come true. And this happened not too long ago, a couple months ago. This this woman in France saw a guy and a girl kissing uh, as uh, I think I think the guy like proposed to his girl or something on the Eiffel Tower. And he ca- and she caught this moment on a, in a photo. It's a very nice photo. No nothing wrong with the photo. Then this woman decided to go out of her way to try to find this couple to give them this photo. And finally, she there's this huge national campaign, and Reddit. people are posting it. Yeah, on Reddit, like, who's this couple? Who's this mystery couple? We have to find this couple. She finally found the couple, and the guy's like, "I don't want this photo. Mm. We're didn't, divorced. Yeah, it didn't yeah. work out. Like, you know, whatever. Yeah. Like, I want my privacy. I don't want my fucking photo plastered everywhere. You fucking lunatic. This is this is what we're, the world we're living in now, where you can just pressure anyone into doing anything, put their photo out there, uh, force people to do it just because of peer pressure. It's just fucking bullying. All these idiots who want like the dancing girls, the well-intentioned idiots. These are this is the exact problem they're fighting against. They're fighting against shaming by shaming people. I think uh, you guys read a lot into this stuff. Like this, it's just fun. Like it's harmless fun. That's irrelevant. Whether it's fun or not, <laughs> it's irrelevant. Jesus Christ, it's irrelevant. That it's harmless fun. fun is, is irrelevant. irrelevant. Fun is irrelevant. These people are being shamed and uh, bullied. No, because that doesn't address the problem. Like whether or not you There's think no it's fun. There's no problem to anybody. Whether or not you think it's no, it is a problem. Oh, Mila Kunis is really offended in her house that this marine asked her out. No, you don't know. They're very busy. Look, look, Ronda Rousey lost her fight. I mean, because of a, this guy, I don't know. But the guy, the guy specifically said he was like, uh, "Yeah, maybe you're too busy training for your next fight, or yeah. acting, or trying to be a sex symbol." Well, whether or not she is or isn't uh, is depends it? on us. But um, this, this, uh, these people are very—they're very busy with their lives. They have careers to do. They worked really hard to get to the top of their field, uh, and yeah, this might be an interruption that they can't handle in the moment. Just cut it out, guys. Stop it, please, for the love of God. All these media narratives are so disposable. It's like this, it's such a disposable distraction. It's like, oh, we got to find the person who, who took the, we got to find the, the couple from the photo on the Eiffel Tower. Oh, we got to find a date for Brad, hashtag date for Brad. We got to do this, we got to do that. And it's like, and then the narrative closes and we throw it away. And it's just like, it's just something that boring people who don't create any value use to feel important for a nanosecond. Is that why you guys are upset? Because you think you're creators, so you're better than these kids who are getting national attention just by asking celebrities to prom? I'm not going to say that. that's why it upsets Maddox, but I think getting attention for attention's sake, I think being a celebrity just to be a celebrity, I think creating nothing of value that anyone w- well, like, would ever want, yeah, I think that's sort of a despicable position. Mm, okay. 
I see. Yeah, that's, I do. That's I, my. That's my. I'm not going to say it's yours. My take. No, I do. I do feel better than them, but I feel better than everyone. Anyway, guys, my problem this week is celebrity prom requests. My problem this week is slouching. Adults living with their parents. See you next Tuesday. Could you guys, please stop fucking saying N word. <laughs> Who the hell do you think you're avoiding offending? Everyone knows what the hell you mean. Everyone. Just say that. it's true though it's like the same people who say people of color you're basically you're saying colored person which is an outdated (laughs) oh where's the race card but it is like if you're not comfortable saying colored person you probably shouldn't say people People of color color. Sean Mm -hmm. I've heard this argument for a long time about uh, not buying it no the the n-word no the n-word is 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 different than any other word in our language no other word no other word has that much power no other word has that much impact I wasn't comparing the two No, I, I know, how, but a lot of people do. I wonder how women feel about the C word. Not the same way. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not a woman. This is Uncle Ruckus. Jeff wanted to tell that black son of a bitch, Denzel, who came on the show talking about his black problems. <laughs> Denzel, you had every right to be following in the Apple store, <laughs> walking into the widest place on earth, <laughs> yep. looking like you were going to steal. I'm glad you took out your pockets to let those white people know that you didn't have no weapons, so when they call the cops, and beat your black ass, you'd be all right with that. Anyway, Denzel, you know, the reason why there's single black men out there in single households is because y'all just like jackrabbits. That's why they call it hippity hop, because y'all keep hopping and hopping and fucking all these other bitches out there. So keep it clean. Uh, thank you, Dick, for uh, setting up a representative for me. You're welcome. Uh, go yeah. fuck yourself, too. Oh, damn it. <laughs> Good call. Oh, well, there, an, an Asian guy called in, offended about your uh, derogatory. A real Asian guy? I don't know. Is it Tim Chang's again? It's not Tim Chang's. <laughs> Let's hear it. This guy has a more convincing accent. Uh, I will, Mr. Maddox. Okay. Uh, you use very offensive racial, racial slur in regard to me being a swirlhead. Uh, oh, to the stranding of our eyeballs. Oh, gosh. Fuck you, Maddox. Yeah, oh, nothing. I didn't no, listen to the whole thing. <laughs> nothing he was going to say was going to save it after that. Yeah. <laughs>